I don't get the, get the zoom. My zoom's not up. Oh, there it is. Okay. What's up? Oh, I just realized my zoom. I gotta figure out how to turn my video on. Okay. How do we turn the video on? I always forget. Oh, there we go. Kurt's over there messing with it. Yep. <laughs> okay, there we go. Mayor, we're ready when you are. Okay. Ready? Are you good? You want to hit, yep. If you hit the big one, then it'll be... I think I'm good. <laughs> Make sure you're okay. Let me go back to my city. There we go. You want to send my letter? What? You see that grain over there, guys? I asked him if he's going to send my letter. Good evening. We are... Um, here for the Lawrence City Commission meeting on February 21st. Um, welcome, and we will begin our meeting with um, instructions from Sherry, our city clerk. Thank you, Mayor, and good evening, everyone. If you are attending this meeting via Zoom, please ensure you are muted and your video is off when you are not actively participating in the meeting. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. When you are participating, please unmute and turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat. All chats go directly to the meeting host. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. When the mayor calls for public comment, those attending in person should approach the podium to indicate they wish to speak. The podium can be raised and lowered to ensure your comments are heard. Those participating via Zoom should use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Please leave your virtual hand raised until you are called on. Participants will be called upon in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. Please state your name before speaking and all comments will be limited to three minutes. So ready? All right, we'll begin. We'll start with item A, which is to approve the agenda. The city commission reserves the right to amend, supplement, or reorder the agenda during the meeting. The commissioner would like the uh, agenda modified. If not, I'll ask for a motion. Move to approve the agenda. Second. I got a first and second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes five to zero. We're on to general public comment. The public is allowed to speak on issues or items that are not scheduled for discussion on the agenda. Comments should be limited to issues and items germane to the business of the governing body. The commission will not discuss or debate these items, nor will the commission make decisions on items presented during this time. Each person will be limited to three minutes. Any general public comment? Yeah, this is Chris Flowers. Um, last week, I think I misspoke. I, I, I believe I said that a couple of commissioners wasted their first year, and I don't necessarily think that's true because I was looking at it from my eyes. If you're someone who thinks the city's doing well and you, you don't think there needs to be change made, then it's not squandering. I mean, if you just want to be a yes man for the city, I mean, you're taking perfect use of your time. But if you're someone who wants to, who claims you're going to be progressive, progressives want change. So, I mean, if you're not, if you're not fighting for change and you're progressive, then you're wasting your, then you're, then you're squandering your first year. But if, if you just want to be a yes man for the city, you're making full use of your first year. Thank you. Any other general public comment? 
that book Rich hasn't read. Have you guys read it? Any of you order it? Police accountability. Since he's here in the room, maybe he can answer why I haven't received the, uh, I don't know, the results of the closed bias uh, complaint that I made that still hasn't been reported to me that was included on the CPRB memo. Any of you guys asking about that yet? It's failure in leadership. Straight up failure in leadership. You got some public comments tonight on the written side of the public comments. One of those is an email string that I've been sending to Rich Lockhart every day since that CPRB meeting asking for my mail. When am I going to get my mail? August 29th, 2021. Still haven't received those exonerations. He apologized in December, in January, for the December thing, saying, oh, it was our mistake, we're working to change that. We talked about that last week. Also in your agenda packet, in the written public comments, are some notes from other people talking about implicit bias. That the police come in and tell you that they're doing good on implicit bias, but when we hear on the scanner pages, they're referring to people as transient. What physical description meets the description of transient? Is that a physical description of somebody? And how does that impact the call? What does that have anything to do with it? Cops telling people to enter or go out to the homeless camp to help at your own risk? Those things are implicit bias, and they need to stop. City workers showing up out at the camp just to sit there and do nothing? I watched Mitch today sit way off down where the uh, trailer park used to be. Just sit there for over 45 minutes. I had to leave, I couldn't wait him out anymore. More than 45 minutes just sitting down there. Drove through the camp, went down to the inn and just sat. Didn't do anything to help anybody out. Your city workers out there don't seem to be given any instruction other than the unsanctioned side is not something they need to worry about. So those people over there we don't care about. I hope there's more people here tonight that are going to talk about that because the complete failures in leadership around this town are getting absurd. And I do want to point out for the record during this that when I came in I asked your police chief when I could get my letter and all he did was give me a shit-eating grin. That says a lot about the attitude. It says a lot. Any other general public comment? Good evening. Uh, this is Jeremy Roth Cushell, uh, Mayor, Commissioners. Uh, Mayor, I have heard from folks in the community that they also would appreciate not calling we the people the audience. Uh, and I've also heard other possibilities of the constituents. Um, and I just do want to acknowledge that I, I heard that you did put an effort at the very end of the last city commission meeting. Um, but I'm not sure many people heard that you uh, were able to change that. Now, I know that that sounds like small details, the policing of language, but it's, it's the roots of the, the attitude or the psychology of the relationship of the people to our governing structures where we want to be uh, respected in terms of our, our full place here. 
Um, so I, I would uh, just remind you and ask you again to not uh, call us the audience, because of course you become the audience when we speak. It's an interchange. Uh, one other thing I want to briefly touch on is the question of the background of our city system in terms of the city manager commission system. Now, I, at last week, I applaud you all for making uh, you know, a vote to change to expand democracy and make it more representative in terms of our town. But I still think we need to look at the historical roots of the city manager system itself. This is not meant as a personal attack on our current uh, city manager. But I found an article, this seems to be sort of not well covered uh, academically or historically. But uh, in the Mainer, now this is from a Portland, Maine perspective, the article is titled The Racist Roots and Results of the City Manager System of Government by Samuel James, uh, just published last October, uh, October 2nd. And it talks about that the first experiments in the city manager system come out of uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan, white supremacist organized groups that wanted to uh, put an end to the up, the uprising of democratic flourishing in the black community in the United States. And now I'm not saying that that is exactly what we came from here, but we do know that our city manager commission system was created during a time of serious cultural and civil rights ferment in this city. So I want us to look at that again as we go forward about whether this uh, system, uh, at the very least, should be unpacked in terms of its historical uh, resonance and where we might else want to go. Thank you. Any other general public comment on items that are not on the agenda? Hi. Come on up. My name is Jessica Rich. I just wanted to say that... Um, Could we lower I, that? Excuse I, me. Yeah, I can. The podium so we could see you. I can't. Uh, this right here? Or this right here? Nope, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I'm like, how do I do this? <laughs> Thank you. You were good. Okay. okay. I was just going to say that I've stayed at both behind um, Johnny Taverns, and then I've also been to the community building here on 11th Vermont, I believe that's the address, and the one that is um, by the jail. I've stayed in the back um, where they have the warming shelter part, and I feel like each of the different areas are doing... Um, a good job with what they have available to them. I don't know if there's any communication that's going on between the three spots, but I feel like um, there's certain things that other areas can do that um, one camp may not be able to do. Like um, the community building on 11th and Vermont, they have hot water every night and they have uh, cups of ramen noodles, cups of um, instant mashed potatoes, and like granola bars. Um, in the morning when you wake up, they have coffee available every morning. They have hot cocoa mix, Gatorades, stuff like that. So, um, you know, and they put a certain amount out and they make sure that everybody can come and get that. And they also make sure at night, everyone has at least one blanket, a mat to sleep on, and a pillow. And they uh, also provide hygiene, you know, until they don't have any resources left, but they've done a very good job at being able to distribute them in small amounts so that everyone has been able to get what they need. Um, they don't have necessarily as much clothes 
but if you go to the one behind Johnny Taverns, it seems like they have a more of a supply of like if you need clothes or um, if you need um, bulk items like canned goods, um, stuff like that. Uh, and they have the tents that are available. And then, oh yeah, the Dare Center as well. I've gone there and they have um, availability where you can get one small tent um, per year and a sleeping bag. I feel like if that was, if there was more of a supply of those smaller tents, maybe we wouldn't have such a population that was um, in the community shelters as well as the city property because you'd be able to set your tent up. But there needs to be places, I don't know if there is or not, but there needs to be places where we, like the, I feel like the city has, um, said, okay, this isn't necessarily um, our, our, like a property that we're gonna set up a shelter at, but from here to this point, and maybe like mark it out so people know, is okay for you to come back here and camp, and we're not going to bulldoze you, we're not going to, you know what I'm saying, you're not gonna receive um, reprimation for, or um, reprimanded, you're not gonna be reprimanded for staying there, you know, um, and maybe, Fine. okay, sorry, maybe just like, Thank you. tell them to keep it Thank clean. you, thank you very much. Any other general public comment? I don't think I can. Okay, you can go right here if you wanna go right here. Okay, here, you can stay in your chair. Okay. So they can see you. Could we, yeah, fix the mic? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Hello? Can you hear me? Thank you. Yeah. Hi. My name is Lori Lindemann, and I'm a resident at Ted City. My Indian name is Kipompiwi, which is called for her from the Oglala Lakota Nation and from the Eagle Clan. I'm here today to tell you what happens down at Tent City that you really don't know about. You hear about things and hear say from so-and-so, but I'm not sure if you know the blood, sweat, and tears that go into what goes on down there. Um, without the teamwork of Vance and Jen, we wouldn't have made it. Not to be, not to diminish Jen at all. She worked hard, but I want to show you what Vance has done so maybe he can get some compensation. First of all, he's always the last one to eat, and he makes sure everyone eats first. He's always interrupted during meals. And I didn't know if you knew, when it's below 25, one night it was 11 degrees out, and Vance would go out every two hours, and he'd hit our tents to make sure somebody would holler out and answer. And before one of these runs, he sat down at the foot of my bed. It was about 5.30. He said, I'm going to make one more round. Mom, have you seen Norm? Norman Goodmoney is one of our residents there. I said, I saw him yesterday. He goes, I got to check on Norm. And he ran out the door, and he found Norm. He was carbon monoxide poisoned, very close to being gone. He was able to call 911, open his tent, pull the coals out, because Norm was trying to keep warm. Without Vance, we would have lost Norm. He was at the hospital all day. The ambulance came and took him. Um, I'm not sure if you just know what he has done for us down there and what he's not, he feels unappreciated because he's put a lot, he really truly cares that he has empathy for everyone down there. And I'm just wondering if you just knew all the stuff that Vance does for them just by, you know, not observing or just by hearsay. And I just wanted you all to be aware of that. But Jen and Vance have both done a wonderful job and I appreciate them. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Any other general public comment?
Thank you. Hi, my name is Tiffany Kopp. Hi, Tiffany. I am actually part of the unsanctioned camp out there. I get treated differently than the sanctioned camp. The donations, I haven't received any since Jen's been gone, actually. <laughs> I haven't received any of the food donations. There's a food tent out there now. Well, not like a tent, but there's like a trailer. They put a trailer out there when it first started, but now it's the pantry tent. Well, most of the good food, like it's canned foods and stuff, but some of us don't like that kind of food. I'm not gonna lie. And then there's like chips, but some of those chips do get wet. They mold, it's not good. Um, the good food is like bread. Uh, sometimes there's lunch meat, you know? Uh, but those are in like the yellow uh, trailer and we're not allowed access to that at all. We're allowed access to it during when a city worker is out there or Burt Nash. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Burt Nash or the city is not always out there. Also, I wanted to touch base on that we need more staff out there during the night. That's when everything gets rowdy, when no one's out there to put down pressure on them. And that's when things get bad. There's the cops called, there's people fighting, people drinking, it's just hell. <laughs> so I was wondering if you guys could really consider putting staffing out there for the weekend and at night and stuff. Don't know, <laughs> but it's just not okay out there without staff. And the staff ain't properly trained for everything out there either. Sorry. I've noticed that um, there was this guy named Chris that was our monitor out there. He he helped us in a, as best as he could, but he wasn't equipped to know about our needs. He did not know anything about mental health that was going on out there. He, he felt like he was just shoved in an area that he didn't know anything about, so that wasn't a good call. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tiffany. Any other general public comment? Not. we'll go to Zoom. Anything on Zoom? General public. Would you change your mind? I'll be right here, okay? Okay. Um, hi. I'm Jen, Jennifer Wolsey. Um, first and foremost, thank y'all. Um, I wanted to highlight some of the good stuff because I feel like sometimes I'm here just highlighting the negative stuff, um, positive stuff. I was out there this weekend. I saw the, um, I'm sorry. Okay, I was just trying to, I yeah, couldn't no, hear you over the talking. You're good. Um, the partnership with LCS, um, I really appreciate that. They are trained. They are social, not necessarily social workers, but they do have that human service um, training, so that is great. Um, so I do appreciate that. Um, I took today off because I'm working on getting 37 people food stamps while before I have my own surgery. And so um, why am I doing that? I, because it needs to be done. So um, I still put in a lot of work out here for free, um, but I don't do that for a pat on the back, but I just wanted to let everybody know why I was out there today. Um, I saw the two city workers out there. Um, they were amazing. 
They were awesome. They were sitting in their car. They had no idea what they were doing. So I rolled up and I introduced myself and I said, hey, have you been trained? And they said, no. And I said, do you mind if I train you? And they said, sure and they got out, and I walked them around, and I showed them around, and I introduced them to every single person on both sides of the, the camps. And I said, they want, you know, they want to know who's out here. They want to get to know you. They will listen to you if they know that you are part of their team. And so we, they were, like I said, they were amazing. They wanted to learn. I asked them about the expectations. You know, they, There used to be expectations that I wrote, but I don't know if they're still being implemented, so I asked, are you guys handing out? Tents, do you guys hand out supplies? What do you do? And they said, no, we sit here. That's all we do. And I said, okay, <laughs> let me give you a copy of the expectations that I used to use. And they said, is this what they're supposed to be following? I said, I don't know, but they're good questions to ask. And they said, good to know. We didn't know anything about this. And they said, okay, it's all right, though. I'm not mad at you, and I don't want you to be bashed because I know that you're doing the best you can with what you're given. And so, like I said, uh, they all of a sudden, they said, someone came up and asked if they could get food from the trailer. And they said, oh, this trailer? I said, yeah, big trailer got opened up. And the female worker looked at me and said, why is all this food in here? I thought this was supposed to go in the white trailer. I said, I have no idea. I don't work here anymore. And she said, do you think I should put this in the white trailer? I said, you don't have to put all of it. You know, let's save some, but maybe you should put some. So what I'm offering is this for free. I'm going to go ahead and put a program together. I'm going to put a training together. It'll probably take less than nine days to get someone adequately trained with equity and everything that they need out there. And I'm going to send it to the city manager's office. And they can choose to use it or not. But they do want to do a good job. They just need training. And remember, training is the one thing I left over, was the lack of training. Thank you. Any other general? Oh, hi, come on up. Nope, come on up. You're fine. I'm not a camera person, so <laughs> I'll make this short. Just saying. What's your name, sir? My name is Mark. Not I know Mark. Saying my last name, no offense, mm -hmm. but just saying, I've been, part of my language, by the way, and I, I've been through hell and back. doesn't matter. My fiance is locked up over at Bullcrap. Jen, like, she's been doing, like, her best every single day yeah. to help us. Yeah. Like, come on. I get judged just because I might look homeless, I might be homeless. I get judged by people every day because I stress. I basically, not trying to put my business out there, but I died over eight times over petty crap. And that's stress. Mm -hmm. I get judged. I get. Yo, like, come on, I have to defend myself and other people, like, other homeless people once in a while. I, I make sure the streets, like, come on, my homies are picking up the streets. Like, and, like, no offense, but, come on, I get judged by law enforcement. No offense, but come on, I get harassed. I get description as a wrong person. And come on, I could get arrested for it if some lady didn't stop. And I can tell you exactly. It was during, I won't say back. I know, it's like a few months ago when it was still warm out, like before winter hit. Like, come on, this was up at um, Noodles and Company. Like, I'm 28 years old. I don't know if I'm going to make it to my 29th or my 30th. Hopefully. But I have like maybe six more months and like to my fiance delivers. 
All I gotta say is like, come on. This is bull. Like, I really wanna cuss up a storm, really bad. That's why I'm holding my tongue. Like, come on, I can be like part of my language. I can be a prick, I can be an asshole. I can like, come on. Basically, people come at me as a bad guy. I'm not a snitch, I don't say names. I take people's bullcrap. People come at me with weapons to the neck, no joke. I don't need a weapon. So I have people, like I have people that live in houses that's snobby as hell. Oh, look at this homeless fuck. Talking about me, part of my language, but dude. Some, like, come on, people just, like, y'all ever seen Facebook videos? And everything? Where, no, don't judge a book, but, yeah. All I gotta say is, like, sorry for the, but. Thank you, Mark. Any other general public comment from the audience? If not, we'll go to Zoom. Kevin Elliott. Hi, Commission. Sorry I can't be there tonight. Um, first, I want to say uh, thank you very much for uh, passing um, the equity program for source of income discrimination. Um, it's made a, it's going to make a positive step in Lawrence and you guys did a good job. Uh, that needs to be said. Um, I want to say though, that there's, that I, I brought forth a series of recommendations, uh, that the city and gave to the city that they can use to help improve services to people who are unhoused. Um, I've been very disappointed in the leadership since I've started these conversations. Um, just this last week, um, I've noticed that the police department des decides that they have to use the term possible transient when talking about somebody who is uh, committing some sort of um, disruptive act. So they, so it's important to the police department to identify someone as potentially homeless. And a second they did that, then the, the Facebook pages light up saying, oh, look what all the homeless people are doing. You need to get a hold of your leadership. These are people. These are not statistics. Um, I have asked that they, there be more peer leadership. I have asked for a series of recommendations. I've not heard back from any one of you. And uh, I know the city managers only had it for a week and his assistant is gone. So I'm sure he'll get back to me as well. But you got the city manager said to me, this is really difficult. It's a new thing and it's hard to do. You're right, it is. When you mess up, look at those people out in your audience. Look at those people in the gallery. Those lives are the ones that depend on you getting it right. And when you get it wrong, they pay. Step up. Thank you. Stephen Watts. Hi, thank you. Is the audio functioning? Yes. Excellent, thank you. Yeah, what what this other fellow was saying, it, it is about money and people's socioeconomic status. And you know, we've got just one problem after another with policing in Lawrence. First, we make a toothless citizens review board, which we have somehow made even more useless, much to the delight of the police cabal in Lawrence and Douglas County, the state of Kansas, and elsewhere across the nation, given the metaverse and all the liquor infused conventions police people go to. 
I do believe our town spends town money to send cabal members to these extravaganzas. What is going to come next as overpaid, overpaid police administrators revel in their self-given military-like ranks is their call for yet more police to thug about our town. Already, they claim they are short-staffed. Let me suggest there is no short-staffing. There is a significant failure in time management and progressive thinking. There isn't even a sluggish and sloth-like movement to change in how our town correctly uses its police people. It's past time we Americans, we Lorenzians, find a new way to police in our town and community. Something similar to the way our neighbors in to the north, Canada, or, or our U European Union nations, friends, carry about business. We need guardians and not stormtroopers who show up en masse using officer safety as an excuse. Citizen safety from police abuse is what we must now begin to focus on, particularly given the beating of a citizen to death by a street corner full of police in Memphis. That dead man got protected and served. And how? Thank you. Any other public comment on Zoom? No, Mayor. All right. Then we will move on to the consent agenda. Consent are considered under one motion and approved by one motion. There will be no separate discussion on these items. If discussion is desired, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and considered separately. Members of the public wish, wishing to speak on an item that has been pulled off the consent agenda will be limited to three minutes for comments. Any items that the commissioners want to pull? Yes, Mayor, C4A. All right, any others? If not, anybody in the audience want to pull an item? Public. Any, any items pulled? Public. How about Zoom? Pull C1. And let's, uh, Chris, which part are you getting one? Yeah, I'm getting one too. I'd like um, C8A, about the four year terms. Okay. How about on Zoom? Anybody on Zoom want to pull something? D4, please. Uh, Mr. Watts, do you mind saying that one more time? I'm sorry. C as in Charlie. Oh, C. Thank you. All right. Any others? If not, we'll bring it back up here. And we've got C1A, C4A, and C8A. Move for approval of the consent agenda with the exception of C1A, C4A, and C8A. Second. second. Got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes five to zero. We'll start with C1A. City Commission meetings. Minutes. Last week, I pointed out the, the mission, the minutes from the previous meeting were missing 37 seconds. Today, I got an email saying that the, that meeting was missing a few frames, quite a bit more than a few frames. Also, blaming that on the bit rate for your live stream. You're blaming your minutes problems on a tech company that you choose to do business with. That's not appropriate. 
fix your tech problems. If you can't run a live stream and keep the bit rate up enough that there aren't 37 seconds missing out of a meeting, then record the damn thing and then post it. But you can't have a permanent record that's missing parts of the meeting. I'm going to pick up on his point because he, he makes a really good point, Jeremy does. We're not the fucking audience. We're the people that run this. We're the public. And as you've seen, when you guys start screwing up and the public comes in here, some pressure can be applied. But I, I, I want to second what he's saying, Madam Czar, because the audience stuff needs to end. Okay, we'll bring it up here. Any questions on this or? Hang on, second, hang on. Anything from the, from the commission? Now we'll get public comment on it. I gotta echo Madam Czar. I understand it may take some practice to address the public, your constituents with proper respect but it's not okay to do it over and over again. It begins to feel uh, disrespectful. It doesn't breed a good relationship between we the people and our public servants and our government. Additionally, I do also wanna echo what Michael- are, are you talking about the meeting minutes right now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I wanna echo what Michael was talking about in terms of if you all are going to depend on a full audiovisual record that you've uh, outsourced to a, a corporation that has its own non-First Amendment protected um, uh, content um, restrictions, then it, at the very least, it has to be perfectly full every single time. I would also point out that just the fact that there are still these kinds of glitches is more proof positive that we still need a fully fleshed out, at least a transcript. And I know Commissioner Finkeldie has been uh, looking into how you all might make a transcript at least of the full video that could be then searchable. It could also be that you could create chapters on your YouTube video so people who are interested members of the public or academics or journalists could search for specific issues. Right now, it's very difficult to scroll, scroll through. That would be a fairly simple way to document uh, exactly in a, in a somewhat written record what issues come up when. And then finally, in terms of the written record, if you really do go look back 10 years ago at the controversies that were happening in front of a commission at that point that was four out of five had been apparently bought off by an eventual uh, felon developer. One of those uh, four who had been apparently bought off eventually became the mayor and became a convicted felon also. And this, we also at this point, and this is why I think this is related to minutes and a full record. We still have the city legal team that came into power at that time in power now. And they were also the ones who facilitated that eventual felon developer to uh, apparently get uh, non-bid contracts from the city in a way that was obviously against the, the written letter of the law. And this is all on the transcripts of the notes at that time. Go look at it, 2013. So I just wanted to make that comment. Thank you. Any other public comment on this? 
Yeah, I'd just like to echo the previous speaker. We definitely, I'm okay with minutes, but I'd prefer a transcript because what I do is when I'm looking up stuff, I type in something, but like, like say example, there's that when, um, Bowley and Dan had their disagreement. I remember Bowley going, Dan, it's our job to endure your invective. And what I would do if I was looking for that moment, I would look up the word invective in transcripts and keep going through meeting till meeting till I found that moment. But if you have it as it is now, um, where we rely on the video, that means I'm going to have to be watching hours worth of video because I can't just type in a word and search for the moment I'm looking for. So that's why we need tran- a transcript, I think. I mean, and if there's, I think there's probably ways where like computers just do it by themselves. So I don't think it, I, I, if there's a way where it won't cost the city much money, I definitely go for it because it's going to make the public's job so much easier when they're trying to look up stuff that you guys have said and what's come up before when we're making our arguments. So I, I would just really appreciate it. Thank you. Any other public comment on this item from Zoom, if not from Stephen Watts? Yeah, I, thank you. It's yeah, these minutes are insufficient. They are inadequate. They they cannot be voted in as acceptable because they are so sterile, sanitized, and wholly useless. It is offensive that highly paid executives in our town government, that is to say, the executive team, unquote, openly state, we don't have to do that. Oh my goodness. Hey, man, 1995, Dragon to Speech software, text to speech software. That was when I was first playing around with it. I'm sure that something better exists. Help me to understand why this is not made into minutes. It was done 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. It has nothing to do with staff time. It has to do with a desire to eliminate what went on during the course of decisions being made. There is no he said, she said, or even a discourse about there might have been controversy about one decision over another. It's, of course, when you're just an audience member, it doesn't matter. And I I have got to opine in this few moments that, wow, these guys are finally figuring out that this town commission has never wanted town participation. Not really. There was a verbalization of it, but these meetings went on and on and on without participation. And that's why the town is in the mess it is in. Thank you for your time. Any other public comment on Zoom? No, Mayor. Okay. Any um, thoughts on this? I mean, we've talked about it before. I I mean, I think it's something um, that I personally think that the um, video is better than the, the minutes we used to have because you can better see what's happening, understand what's happening, and better um, record what's there. However, I do agree that it's very hard to search um, and very hard to find what you're looking for from past uh, minutes. So I have been looking some at 
you know, some of the transcription services YouTube does and so forth. Though I would say I am not sure, you know, when we talk about the cost, the services to make sure that those transcripts are word for word, you know, the, um, that becomes very expensive um, to, you know, to, to have good language. So I'm not sure that those would ever um, um, make the actual minutes um, unless someone is watching and correcting the words that people say, something's muted or whatever. But I do think um, it's a possibility that it would be a supplement, not as official minute minutes, but, but transcripts, as it were, that could be something that could be used that as, a, as a companion to the minutes um, that could be searchable. Um, now, that being said, is there probably a service out there that you can pay somebody to, to do the transcriptions? Of course, um, there would be that amount. I'm not sure I would um, go all the way for that, but I do think there's possibilities there. But as it stands, I, I support the, the minutes because do they do reflect the um, action items we're taking. Mm -hmm. Any other discussion on this? I mean, given the, I mean, I, I wholly, I agree with Commissioner Finkelday on it, and, but, uh, you know, especially with transcripts potentially being a supplement, um, but, I mean, until we get to that place, I, 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 I agree with the minutes that we have, but, I mean, sounds like he's done some diving and done, at least made some, you know, effort in that regard, but um, if the... If there's something, if some of that can come to fruition, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. But as it as it stands now, I'm I'm alright with the minutes. Okay. Anybody else? I'll just say real quick. We we've said it several times in several iterations. I've said it several times in several iterations. When it comes to minutes. Uncle Henry says you record the action, what is done in the meeting, not what is said. And Commissioner Finkeldye reiterated that today. Yep. So I think if we can, I think we've gotten to a point now that we've stopped conflating minutes with transcription. And if there's action that needs to be said, if it's the move, if it's the will of this governing body to have staff look into transcription services, and I think that needs to be articulated. If not, I think it's important to educate our governing body as well as educate the community to know that minutes reflect the actions, what is done. It doesn't reflect what is said. And based on what we have, we have good minutes. Transcription is a whole nother thing, and that's what I hear. That's what I'm hearing from the public. Some individuals in the some of our public are stating that they're wanting transcription. But what we vote on each week are minutes, and they are minutes as, de as defined yep. by Uncle Henry, according to Robert's Rules of Order, newly revised, 12th edition. Okay, mm -hmm. any other? Not, do we need to vote on this one, Sherry? Uh, yes. Okay, yes, I guess for a motion, if there's no other discussion. Move to approve the February 14th, 23 City Commission meeting minutes. No, second. Second. Got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes five to zero. Item C4A. This is consider approving appointments as recommended by the mayor. 
Yes, Mayor. On this one, we have um, appointments for uh, Community Police Review Board as well as Affordable Housing Advisory Board. Um, I'm speaking in regards to the Community Police Review Board. There are some items that I've, um, some action items that um, I've shared with um, our executive staff and um, in regards to some action items that I do believe current CPRB members need to um, go through before we can continue to move forward with any CPRB as well as community work group projects. Um, we haven't been able to execute those and so um, until I feel like, until we can get those um, action items um, reflected and um, agreed upon, then um, I just want, I, I don't want to vote on any, uh, appointing of any members as of right now. I know that CPRB is scheduled to meet, I think it's on the 8th, the 8th or the 9th. So we have a meeting on the 7th. Um, if we, that gives staff a couple more weeks to get those items to us. And if they can do that by our March 7th meeting, I'll be more than happy to um, vote on these uh, appointees. But until then, um, I will not, I can't affirm these, uh, these appointees at this time. Yeah. Any questions? Not, we'll take public comment. Um, yeah, this, this is Chris Flowers. Um, I mean, I don't know about the appointments, but it seems like we need people being appointed to the police review board. And my question is going to be, um, there's also the, the police over that that new I forget what it's called. Is it the police oversight board? That's is that what it or I'm I'm not I'm not allowed to look back. So sorry. Um, but anyway, um, I think in the article that they haven't met because they're having problems with their membership. Also, um, I, I thought the paper. Basically, what I'm asking is, um, if we don't appoint anyone tonight to the police review board, is that also going to set back um, the the police oversight board? Because, I mean, don't, doesn't some of their membership rely on members from the police review board being on that board? Um, and if that board's already been delayed, which I'm, I'm pretty sure it has, I don't know if it's a month or two months now, but um, if, that if that board's already being delayed because there aren't people, because they don't have members, and part of them having members relies on there being members in the police review board, it seems like we need to be more emphasis on getting people appointed to the police review board. Thank you. Other public comment on this? Can someone enlighten me on these action items? Because they're not on the appointment list. Oh yeah. What action items are needed before the mayor can make an appointment? And how dare you try to slow this process down some more? What are you gonna do? I, I told somebody a while back that the CPRB has been doomed by design. And that's really what it is. For four years, the design of it has doomed its entire process. So if this appointment doesn't happen tonight, will it delay things? Yes, it's gonna delay things. Are things already delayed because of the CPRB missing members? Yes, things are already delayed. There were meetings canceled. 
Are you missing community advisory members as well? I think you are. That's another problem. But the idea that you guys would delay appointments to the CPRB, which has, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea for you to delay the appointments to the CPRB. I'm going to back up. Maybe it's not a bad idea to delay that. Why doesn't this commission take some responsibility for that process and drag that thing back in here and write a real ordinance? CPRB members cannot investigate. They have no investigative authority. They do not get to independently review the case itself. This is in the bylaws, folks. They do not get to independently review the case itself. What they get to review is the police's investigation of the complaint. Right? Right. So they investigate themselves, they find there's no wrongdoing, and then the police, get, the police review board gets to review those documents that show that there's no wrongdoing. Nice. So yeah, maybe we need to delay the appointments. And this commission needs to actually write a freaking ordinance. Because the ordinance that you have in place right now, there is no oversight. Oversight. There is no oversight to that oversight. The review, the review is reviewing what they've decided already. That's not an oversight process. The citizens need an oversight process. I've got two names of, the, of two of the shooters on 21st Street. When I get the third one, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna have a conversation with you because we're gonna find out who dumped his mag because that scares the shit out of the public. When you have five officers on scene, three fire their weapons. I can look wherever I want in this room there. Three fire their weapons. One of those dumps his mag while the other two fire one shot each. Police review board. What are you doing? Other public comment on this item. This is Jeremy Rothkuschel. I uh, very much agree it is apparent that the so-called review board was set up to fail. It's, that's become obviously clear. And when I put that together with the history, the actual structurally racist history of the city manager commission form that goes all the way to the top of the country, really. Woodrow Wilson, infamous KKK white supremacist supporter, was one of the early supporters of that form. I begin to see a, a, a situation in our government where we the people are being managed as an audience. Now it seems the people are being managed Remember, that, that term actually comes out of slavery, really, when there became intermediaries between the slaveholders and the slaves. They were the managers, okay? We the people are being managed in relationship to having proper oversight of the police. Chief, I would, I would ask the, the commission to, to command the chief to call for a real public police oversight board. I was very interested to read this book, Police Accountability, The Role of Citizen Oversight by Samuel Walker. I, I, uh, Michael showed me a few paragraphs. They were right on in terms of what a real uh, a citizen-oriented oversight uh, police board would look like. And what we've seen, obviously, is we do not have enough oversight. The Bradley Williams uh, situation, that was allowed to fester and fester and fester. P 
passed amongst different law enforcement agencies in our area. He was infamously known. Michael was exposing him on, on uh, citizen press. And it, it came down not to actually his victims who had re reported him over and over and over again, them being women. Their calls were never uh, really answered properly. Inside of the Lawrence Police Department, there should have been uh, male police officers who they knew what he was doing. And it came down to female police officers to actually do some whistleblowing on the inside. Now, the fact that we have this quote unquote review board that was passed under the guise of racial justice and it's using racial justice and bias-based policing to limit the inquiry of the public's ability to see into what our police department is doing, and then more importantly, to give it oversight. Time. Any other public comment on this item? How about on Zoom? Stephen Watts. Hi. Yes, you know, I pulled this item in the original, and the reason that I pulled it was because I had submitted a letter about the recommendation for the CPRB member. And I have learned that I may be in error on that with respect to the credentials of that individual. Therein my reason for pulling this. I believe that the town commission needs to produce a rationalization why somebody is being appointed. And that includes their credentials and why that person has stepped forward to do this. Okay, it's great to say that you volunteer this, that, and the other. Hey, I've been volunteering for the Community Police Review Board since its inception. And I understand, well, irrespective, I'm just saying that in the future, could you please identify why you've uh, recommended somebody? I did what I thought was uh, some junior league due diligence. And, you know, if the individual does not want to change their LinkedIn uh, uh, resume, I don't know what to do anyway. Uh, so for that, it's not correct. I, I, I shouldn't have sent that letter. On the other side of the coin, I don't make any apologies for it on a political side because I'm not informed. That's because the way that people are put on these boards is a joke. It's, it, it has not been functional in the past. That is why we are now over. That is why we are researching con constricting. Now we're going to take 4,000 community boards and make them into three, which further constricts the ability of the public to say, this is what we need to do uh, as we continue to move forward. And Commissioner Sellers, what a load of malarkey. Uh, what are the action points? Uh, what are they? And you're wrong about the minutes. You know what? We had Justice Cracker, Hugo Black, Lifetime, Ku Klux Klan member and Supreme Court justice who was tantamount to the Fourth Amendment cripplization with the Terry stop process. All of these things are issues that need to be discussed inside a citizens review board, which controls the police department. 
It tells the police what to do, when to do, if to do. It writes the policies and procedures. It reviews the complaints. There's no question that we need the professionalism of the police community, but their failure, their repeated failure to embrace new ways of policing inside a peace-loving community like Lawrence, Kansas, underscores a bankruptcy in leadership by self-identified progressives. Please, this has gone on for six plus years. Thank you for your time. Any other public comment on Zoom? Commission. Well, I'd like to have a vote on this. Uh, the, I think the candidates are good. They um, and also it, it would give it'll give them time to start um, being exposed to how the training goes for these board members, um, and so they could be more prepared for their first meeting. Well, Mayor, I never said that the candidates were not qualified. I know there are some matters in regards to the CPRB that um, I'm awaiting answers to, and until I get those answers, I don't feel comfortable appointing anyone to the CPRB. So um, I do believe I stated before, I said we have a meeting on the 7th. Um, CPRB is scheduled to meet on the 9th. Um, we'll be missing a week and a half. I do believe in the bylaws. CPRB gets six months of, gets six months to produce training for one activity and 30 days for another. So we're not impeding too much between the next meeting, which is in April. They would have 30 days to complete that set training based on their appointment. So there's there's really no delay per se. And as I've stated, I do believe the candidates are qualified. There are items that I would like to hear answers back from before I make an appointment. While it is your duty to review and to produce um, candidates for appointment, it is our duty as commissioners, however much we take of it, to do our due diligence to make that confirmation affirmative. At this time, that is not an affirmative for me. Okay. But a roll call vote, I have no, um, I have you're no qualms to that. Excuse me. Sir, you're out of order. You're out of, you're out of order. You're out of order. Sir, you're out of order, and this is your warning. Sorry, go ahead, Commissioner. He had a point of order. He had a point of order. I completed my thoughts. Is that it? Okay, that thank it. you. Any other commissioners? The Roberts rules don't count. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I would just say, um, I mean, I, I think um, the CPLB is an active member board at the moment that does not have enough doesn't have enough members, and the mayor has um, appointed people um, of, as nominated folks. Um, who I think are qualified. Um, you know, certainly if there was a discussion on the 7th or some other time about the CPRB and otherwise, certainly take that up. But until then, I'll, I'll go ahead and support the, the appointment um, so we can get the people on the board um, and move it forward. Any other discussion? No more discussion. Sorry, I'm, try I'm just trying to cogitate. I apologize, okay. Mayor. Um, 
I do think there's a lot um, with this board to unpack. This isn't necessarily the space for that. Uh, for us to um, give direction on what we do or don't think is happening there, um, any of the, the nuance, uh, things that there might be, there are places where we need to give direction. How can we make space for ourselves to do that? I do feel like there's 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 been a lot of uh, lack of direction or infighting, or um, but I don't I don't think right here uh, appointing these two people is the way to take control of that or to um, uh, to take responsibility to take responsibility for for which part is ours. So how how do you? How can we make space to do that? Um, Commission items? <laughs> yeah, um, there's <laughs> an, an interesting, uh, but I think um, in the long run questionable uh, idea that the city commission should take responsibility for it. Um, it sounds cool when you say it like that, but I can tell you right now that it doesn't matter what you do, it will lack transparency. So um, I, I just want to make sure we, we uh, give some kind of real direction here, uh, make space for it on commission items. You mean like the public yeah. knowing secret action points? Yeah, what are those? That's what we're trying to find out. Sir, I would like to remove from the building, please. Officer? <laughs> Mayor, did you hmm? want to take a recess? Yeah, I'm going to recess. I want to recess and have this gentleman removed from the from the meeting. Are we allowed to know those secret, secret action items that I'm getting from now? Be back. So where were we? Uh, have thoughts? Any continued discussion? I do. I do want to apologize to Commissioner Sellers. I did not mean to imply that you didn't think these were qualified candidates. That was my intention, sorry. Point, point received and friendly. So. No, I, I, my, my, I have no other thoughts on this. Like I said, I've stated that I think it's in the matter of interest in taking a vote on this, I would ask that these items, uh, that we vote on these individually. Yeah, that's, yeah, we can do that. So, Sherry, we're going to vote on these individually. Okay. So, could I have a motion? I move um, to appoint Brenda Clary and Gregory Temple to partial terms on the Community Police Review Board um, for terms expiring on August 31st, 24. Second. I got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Nay. Got a four to one. Passes four to one. I'd move to appoint Mark Bueller to a term that expires on the Affordable Housing Advisory Board on 11-21-25, designated for the Chamber of Commerce representative. Second. Got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 5-0. to zero. And The last item is C-8A. Okay, um, this is Chris Flowers. I, 
I hope you all got what I sent in on this item. Uh, it's too long to go through it all, um, but I just want to point some stuff out. Um, I definitely think we should be keeping this to two, the first two get um, four years. Um, and just go into the next election just having two incumbents. Um, also, I, I was told, well, we need the three because we need to split up at the next thing, so it's three commissioners each election. But I think that's incorrect because it's not six you're splitting up, it's seven. Like, you're not taking into account the mayor, and here's what's interesting, what, what you're switching to now, technically, if you all decide to keep voting for Lisa Larson and the new hybrid system fails, you could be voting just for Little John as, in the next election cycle, it could be Lisa Larson as mayor and Bart Little John as a commissioner, followed the next election by three commissioners. So if that's allowed, why wouldn't one mayor and two commissioners in the new hybrid system followed by four commissioners in the next election? And what you would do is you would elect someone to a two-year a special, a special term for two years that would happen at the same time on the regular ballot so it's not going to cost much more money. And then um, the main thing is how does appointing someone to a district represent the district, like how does that benefit the district if the voters of that district, if, if that person being appointed did not finish in the top three? Because that's, that's a possibility, because I believe last um, election, Commissioner Sellers did poorly in her, in, in her area, but did very well in the East. So if she, was, if she was to finish in a position where she gets appointed to a district, it's possible she could finish fourth or fifth and still be appointed. Like, and that's considered failing in my book. If you finish fourth and fifth in a six-person election in the district, why should you get appointed? Why, why shouldn't it be a special election? instead of appointing someone who, who the voters rejected. That, that's not fair. And also, how would it be, if I run, how would it be fair to me to run at, to run at an at-large election and then halfway through, I'm told I have to live in my district. When I, I pay right now 450 for a one-bedroom apartment, what if that goes away? Am I gonna be able to find another apartment in, the, in my district for that I'm price. So I, I'll have more to say about this if we don't pass it. So. Okay, anything from the commission on that before we take it to public comment? No? Nope. Public comment on this item? Any public comment on Zoom? Stephen Watts. Hi, you know, on a surface level, this is this this matter is somewhat harmless. However, if there's always these howevers, you know, um, there is a reason for having it staggered. I understand. Well, let's back up again, like I always do. Who are the three people that wrote this memo? Finally, instead of the ubiquitous staff, we see the actual owners, Mr. Owens. Mr. Larkin and Ms. Wheeler, and I appreciate their efforts. 
However, town government does not exist to simplify their lives. I understand it is complex working with new elected officials who have, quote, a learning curve, unquote. That's part of a check and balance for the public, as opposed to being roughshod, being run over roughshod by a commission that is all, I mean, a group of people that are all hunky-dory. It's just something to think about. You know, I really haven't spent a whole lot of time on these matters, as well as the one to turn Lawrence into, I'm not quite sure what's going, what's going on government-wise, but wow. I have a real fear that the people with money are going to be able to gain more access and that the people without money are going to receive less access, like it or not. The COVID pandemic has assisted in the separation between the haves and the have-nots, and that disparity only grows. It will grow in government, too. Uh, what did they say back when? Beware the Ides of March. Thank you. Any other public comment on Zoom? No, Mayor. All right. Any discussion? Not. I would entertain a motion. Can we unpack some of the questions that Chris Flowers was bringing up? Because I feel like there was some confusion about what an appointment is and what a district does in our scenario. Was I getting, I, I just, because if you get elected to your district, you're elected to your district. You walked those blocks. You, you gained the favor of your people in that district. You weren't appointed by the mayor. You were elected by your people. That's the advantage that's been touted to me anyway all this time. So I just want to make sure I understand. I, I feel like I had not, not sure um, we were on the same page there. Um, it, it is true that if we vote this and the um, voters decide they're not interested in changing our government, it'll be two on, three on however you say that. Um, I'm not particularly bothered by that, maybe others are. Um, but um, as regards some of the concerns that he was bringing up, that is addressed specifically by running in your district. Am I confused here? Yeah, uh, well, first I'd say the, the uh What's on the what's what, what's on the agenda tonight is just the four-year one. Yes, not the it's other not one. But I think what Chris is talking about is the way in this election of 23, what would happen in 25 to the people who are elected, and under the proposal, it would put the um, people. Um, whoever was the top vote getter would become an automatic representative to a newly formed district. Okay. So they never, would have, they never would have run in the Thank district. Thank you. I was having a hard time. Thank you. Yeah. And so that, I think, is the concern of, of Chris. I mean, obviously, th there has to be a way, you know, to, under election law, 
if someone is elected to a four-year term, you have to keep them there. there. So you had to come up with a solution, and, and I think the solution Randy came up with, it's a one-time issue. Thereafter, it would be, as you say, you'd be running in a district or at large. Yeah. So um, it would be a, a one-time issue has to be solved one way or the other. Um, so, I, I mean, I appreciate, I mean, I can I can see Chris's point. The opposite could be true. I mean, there's not a perfect system when you're working um, a shift. I mean, as the, as the county saw, when you go from three to five districts, people got elected in one district and then their whole district is shifting on them. And so, you know, Chris, I hear you. It's not a perfect system, um, but but I don't think any of them all. When you whenever you're making that shift, and so I support that. As to the four-year terms, I mean, I, I mean, Chris, you're right. You, we do not have to do it that way, um, but I think, you know, to the point of, I, I think four-year terms are better, and I think that again, under our current system, the way it works. You can flip the entire board in two years with the four-year mayor being off-cycle. Mm -hmm. Even as you said, you can only do four and three, and so you, the best you can do is flip the whole board every four, every fourth. I mean, every fourth year, or every other election. So, um, otherwise, if you have the two-year terms, um, then you're really going to get off in the math in the, right. in the yep. third and fourth year, in the third and fourth election thereafter. Um, so, um, anyway. Chris, I hear you. I mean, I can I, I can see your concerns, um, but I, I do think it's a it's a good step yeah. um, forward, and I, I think the four years is 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 the right move. Yeah, and I don't disagree in that logic, um, Commissioner Finkel. I think when you I, I separate the directly elected from the so with the four and three, you're including the directly elected. I don't include the directly elected in that. The cycle is of the commissioner, so that gives us that balance that that you stated and i think in what was proposed to us and how to define or decide who based on placement and votes who is a district and who would serve as an at-large i think we have the closest i guess near close sigma six solution that we have um, but we're also not taking into account individuals. So we can say this is not perfect, it can be more perfect, but we're taking out what we're not accounting for in this is the variable of the individual. We don't know in four years from now who, if anybody, based on what's the district, what's at large, if they will run again. And so all of these things have you know, a, a bit of a human factor to it, which is what makes it not perfect. Um, but as far as germane as to what we're voting, what we're discussing and, and needing to vote on today, um, that's a discussion to have for another time. But as far as the four-year terms, um, again, I, I, you know, you always have to understand history of why things happen. And with history, if, if you create a practice of something, it becomes very traditionalist. And tradition doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. It means you assess it to see whether it creates equitability. Is it creating equality? Is it helping with the function of, of government and the efficiency of a governing body? And so I hope those were variables that were taken into play when we all discussed this. And as far as um, until the people decide whether or not in 2024 they want a directly elected mayor and a hybrid system of commissioners, I think this is something that is not only equitable, but it also will give us that sense of cohesion and relationship building that a government body, body needs to be efficient and effective policymakers, developers, and advocators. So.
so I just um, yeah just want to make sure I understand this if we once we get past the if it pa if the, if it passes on the, on the ballot that is going to the mayor, mayor point of order I we're, we're voting on the four-year term as it stands here you're speaking to actually no I'm gonna get I'm gonna talk about this these okay Okay. Yeah. Is it, it, then every every two years you'll still have will still have an election with three of the commissioners. Is that correct? Correct. Right. Yes. That's what that's what that's what that was what I tried to ask. So, okay. If there's no other discussion, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get thrown out. But Chris, how, why is Chris, it that we're doing it? Chris, the top two get districts, and not Chris, at larges, since it's an at large election. Officer. I'm getting thrown out and I am leaving. I'll be All right. There's no further discussion. As for a. I move that we adopt on second and final reading ordinance number 9967, amending section 1 206 of the city code, establishing a four year term for all persons elected to serve in the governing body. Second. Got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes five to zero. Okay, we are now on to the work session. The work session provides an opportunity for the city commission to discuss items in greater detail. The commission will take no binding action on these items presented during this time. Work session topics are eligible for live public comment. Members of the public wishing to speak on a work session item will be limited to three minutes for comments. Our one item on here is receive the strategic plan update from unmistakable identity outcome team. Bear with us. There you go. Oops. There we go. And boom. Okay. Good evening, Mayor and City Commissioners. I'm Derek Rogers, Director for Parks and Recreation and Team Champion for Unmistakable Identity. I'm sure you'll recognize the picture from last year's March Madness celebration and uh, much more um, probably appropriate picture right now would be last week's downtown Lawrence community celebration, the KC Chiefs win <laughs> uh, last week. As an unmistakable city, um, we are looking forward to March Madness and are making preparations for the Spring KU community celebrations. What you see here are our 414 key performance indicators. Our unmistakable identity team has been updating our metrics and they can be viewed online at our uh, website, City Strategic Plan website. As part of the updating process, we recognize three of our progress in indicators needed additional analysis and adjustments. With this, 
and with the help of the ETC community survey data, our unmistakable identity team developed a subgroup of staff and community stakeholders to review UI 4, 5, and 6. Tonight we'll hear from uh, Steve Novak from the Watkins Museum, Kalina Coleman, Organizational Equity Coordinator, and Porter Arnell, Assistant Parks and Recreation Director for Arts and Culture. These folks have spent quite a bit of time analyzing the TC ETC data in regard to these three, three KPIs and all uh, provide us with uh, greater insight. I will now turn the presentation over to Porter to get us started. Porter, all yours. Thank you, Derek. Good evening, Mayor and Commissioners. Happy to be on this side of the podium for a change. Um, so we are looking at UI 4, 5, and 6. And uh, what we discovered on each of these is that um, UI 4 is percent of residents who have attended an event in the past year. What we recognize is that data for this is in development. We need to better define what we mean by event because there is a plethora of events that occur and obviously we can't measure every, every one of those. Um, so we want to add some sort of tracking measure um, during those and I'll talk a little bit more about that. For UI5, percent of black, indigenous, and people of color, BIPOC residents rating the community as welcoming. Data's in development there, and we'll talk more about that. And then percent of residents who believe their culture is celebrated in the community via festivals, parades, and events. Um, came in at 40.7%, so we recognize we need to do some work there. And we were able to use the ETC survey to find out a little bit more information on that, and we'll also talk about that. I am here to talk about UI4, percent of residents who've attended an event in the past year. Um, currently, this progress indicator doesn't track the data in a usable fashion. So what we realize is that um, while individual organizations in Explore Lawrence track related data that is useful, um, it's not specific geared just to track residents and because we have residents on this but this is good data this is data that we want to get and so we're looking at ways of, of handling this kudos to Steve uh, Novak for, for his help on this we know that organizations track this um, what we think we can do is come up with a selection of events that represent events in Lawrence and have individual surveys done during those events we did this for America or for the Americans for the Arts Arts and Economic Prosperity we did what were basically exit surveys, just having volunteers go and check off boxes on a, a document. We can also do this digitally. So it's a matter of sitting down, getting a, an inventory of events, if you will, and then going in and selecting key events to determine the best way to track this data. Um, so that's what we're planning to do. And, um, through that, we'll have a standard for these events, and that way, going forward, we'll always be tracking the same information as we move forward. So that's what we want to do for that. And I will pass it off to, I believe, Kalina is online. Oops, I got to need to fix my other. Good evening, good afternoon, commissioners. Kalina Coleman. Um, I want to speak a little bit to um, the un unmistakable identity uh, progress indicator number five and that focuses on percent of Black, Indigenous, and people of color, BIPOC residents rating the community as welcome. Welcoming, I should say. Um, we did go ahead and use the ETC data, and we filtered the data to capture non-white respondents under the diversity I feel welcome in the community question. Um, so we it, it was in the combined random and oversampling data, and we were able to come up with a very robust sampling size, if you will, of 332 records. But I do want to add an asterisk with that, 
and let you know that is not uh, for us that is not a uh, viable reliable um um pool that we want to stand on we definitely want a larger um um uh pool than that or a uh, greater um greater numbers in the survey so um with that in mind though we do need somewhere to start so I do want to uh, note that this just shows an overall satisfaction. And by satisfaction, we took um, the sum of the satisfied plus the very satisfied and used that to represent satisfaction. And we got a rating of 69.7%. Now for this particular um, indicator, we did not have a target goal set. And so we do want to kind of use this as a baseline survey. And of course, we'll figure out ways to making that survey more robust. Um, but we do want to use this as a baseline survey to hit a target. Now, theoretically, when it comes to equity, um, I'm going to stand on always reaching for a 100% target. But at the same time, I want to be realistic and I want us to have goals that we can make along the way to reach for. So with that baseline of 69.7%, um, we decided through um, the, looking at the survey that we set a target for 75% moving forward this year, moving forward. And then, you know, of course, we'll make those adjustments as, as we see fit. Um, I do just want to mention that um, we, we, we like the strategies that we have under there right now, but we feel like we needed to target a, a little bit more and add a couple more strategies. So right now we have develop and support initiatives that engage underserved and unrepresented communities. And then we also have provide accessible, diverse and inclusive parks and recreation programs and amenities for all ages and abilities with a specific focus on historically marginalized communities. So from um, our ETC survey and the question and what, what we decided that we're really trying to get answered here and what we're trying to attack, we think we also need to add develop, um, developing marketing and outreach strategies that are geared towards specific populations. So really cutting, you know, getting, getting um, nitty gritty with who we're targeting specifically and not leaving it so broad. Also, we want to go ahead and share more information about what the city does support and uh, what we are doing um, going forward with events so that we are getting that recognition and that we're being transparent and communicating how what, what, what moves we are really making. And I think in that case, when people are going to answer surveys, they have a better idea of what we're trying to ask on their surveys based on the communication efforts that we've made. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and let Steve take it forward. Hi, I'm Steve Novak, the director of the uh, Douglas County Historical Society and Watkins Museum of History. Um, and for UI6, the percent of residents who believe their culture is celebrated in the community, um, this was another uh, question that was added for the very first time to the ETC. Um, we had, had There was a slight discrepancy in the way the question was asked uh, in the survey. Uh, the question was asked as uh, efforts are made to represent their culture, not celebrate. Uh, so we we will need to make an alignment there to make sure that the data we report uh, reflects the the way the question is asked. Um, and uh, this this question being new, it did allow us to establish a baseline, um, which uh, is uh, forty point seven percent. But uh, with it also uh, there was a circumstance that had us. Uh, ask a few questions too, and that was the particularly high rate of neutral responses, um, which is unusual in the survey. People generally have a strong opinion on either side, 
um, and it suggests that perhaps the newness of the question um, means that people might not be uh, used to maybe thinking about their culture uh, in connection with community events and celebrations, um, and that uh, in, in moving forward, uh, one of the things we need to do is um, create stronger links between the events that are happening and the cultures that uh, are being celebrated. Um, it also provides the, um, the different cultural organizations and event planning organizations, I think, to work more in concert with each other to assure that uh, a range of different cultures are celebrated in the events that are planned every year, um, and also that, that we combine our efforts to, um, to uh, increase awareness of particular communities that we are looking at their heritage and, and uh, recognizing the contributions that they make in our communities. And I think that's it for me. There we go. That's it. And so we wanted to pose this for you all and see if you had any thoughts that you wanted to share on this um, to help guide us going forward. Can, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, can someone tell me exactly in the last one what the question was we asked about UI6? UI6. I mean, it says ET survey asked people if they believe, and then it has a quote. I was just wondering what the whole question was. Yeah, so the um, progress indicator is percent of residents who believe their culture is celebrated in the community. In the ETC survey, the question is efforts are made to represent their culture. So instead of celebrate, we said represent, which was something we, obviously we need to fix. It was a small error on our part of using two different words for the um, progress well, indicator and for the question itself. I guess I was focused on the word effort versus like, do I believe efforts are made to represent my, do I believe efforts are made to represent my culture in the community? Or is it, I believe, you see what I'm saying? The efforts made seem strange to me. Like, who's making the effort? Like, this was um, not, I'm just explaining. Yeah. This was derived from other ETC surveys. Yeah. That's what I was trying um, to so what, what the whole the question language was. recommended by ETC, but I can, I can look into that. I appreciate that. We can look into that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it occurred to me that, you know, do I believe my culture is celebrated in the community is different than do I believe there's efforts being made to celebrate my culture in the community? Because efforts made makes you think, well, who's doing it? And are they doing it? And is that a governmental function or is that a, you know? So I guess, I, I guess I'd want the question to be, do I believe my culture is celebrated in the community or something more direct, but. Thanks, that's good, helpful. But I also recognize you don't want to change the question too often because then you can't track it over time. So I, I mean, I'm yeah, that's part of it. Thank you for bringing that up, Commissioner Finkelday. Uh, I was wondering where you were going with the first one. I was like, you're going to an, you're going to a closed question, so we don't want to ask it that way. But I'm glad you said. I mean, you to Steve's point and to the team's point. I think there's a way to because what we're stating is the indicator, and what was stated on the question didn't align. This being the first year, I don't feel like it, we're without 
being able to go back in and tweak it. If we yeah. said, I believe efforts are made to represent my culture, I think I don't have any qualms with that. But it goes back to something that Commissioner Finkel and I alluded to that I wanted to talk about. Because this is unmistakable identity and the survey is indicative of the city, we are asking community members to ask these questions under the auspice that they are thinking about all events that happen in the city, not just events that are sponsored by the city. And so I know we don't tease that out, and I don't know if it's the intent of us to tease that out, but I think when we when we see these questions, I mean, when you see answers and you see responses and the percentage of the responses to this, I did, um, that was something that came up. So I'm, I'm glad that Commissioner Finkel and I teed that up. Um, the seven on page, in your presentation, page eight at the bottom, the target was 75% going forward. That's 75% BIPOC as an, as an aggregate is what I'm assuming, correct? That you want, okay. Kalina, thank you for clearing that up. Um, and I think the other things I have are questions slash comments, so I'll just wait to um, state them during discussion period. So that's all I have, Mayor. Any other questions for staff? Uh, yeah, it's. I guess mine was also a question, well, kind of comment question, like regarding the the red fonted items and developing marketing strategies and those outreach groups. Um, is there is that just the precursor to a plan to do that or to bring on people to um, properly? engage those populations or the underrepresented under parts of our community or is it just I, I, I would I'm kind of looking for direction there that it's a really good question it's interesting delving into this and recognizing one where we didn't meet the mark but two where do you go with this so for the purposes of this it is a broad stroke and you're absolutely right because immediately it's how, how are we going to do that and I think with my new role that's something I really want to look into because I can see how this is going to um, uh, overlap with other areas. I went back and looked at the cultural plan as well, and a lot of this stuff was called out in different ways even there. Um, so certainly there's a lot of room for improvement on this. Um, to Commissioner Seller's point, I think a key thing, and actually Craig has talked about this too, we're not owning events that we're supporting, so to speak, and not to, that we should own them. We want to support them with the TGT grant, but we're not really celebrating the fact that we are supporting these events. Um, Freddie Gipp does these amazing powwows, you know, and we're not, we're giving him money to help him do that it's really great um, the lead center so there's events like that that we need to go back and get that inventory list and then uh, make sure that we curate it in such a way that when we get those surveys back and what key questions are we asking to your point as well is you know do we ask about efforts or are we saying do you believe this really fulfilled that that um, section of your your cultural background um, so that this is gives us a ripe opportunity to really delve into this so it's actually good that this wasn't perfect because now we're going to go back and refine it and make it better and obviously with the ETC survey, the oversampling will likely get better as we move forward with population changes moving forward. Okay. So thank you. Great questions. Really appreciate it. 
What are a couple of questions that sort of sparked some? Under UI5, we it was stated that that 332 was not was not statistically significant or at least statistically valid, and that was with the oversampling. So, do we? I can't remember from the presentation, and I couldn't put. I was looking through it. Was the samp was the oversampling? Was that statistically significant? That's, remember. that's the key. Um, so, and this is important to understand. Again, this is the data we have now. It's workable data. It right. was a robust, robust solution. Um, anticipating this, let me reread the oversampling information because this is really important. So, oversampling of demographic groups in the city. This involved oversampling of minority groups based on race, ethnicity, and income to ensure the completion of at least 50 additional surveys beyond the number expected based on the most recently available American Community Survey census information given the selected group's relative portion of the city's population. I'm going to read a little bit more, but I want to preface this by pointing out that currently in our oversampling, or not oversampling, I'm sorry, the random sampling survey, which had, um, I think it was 800, I'm trying to remember the number, hang on. Was it 837? Forgive me, I have it down here. Sorry, I thought I had it, but maybe I don't have that number. But anyway, that was the, um, that was the uh, valid, statistical valid sampling. Mm -hmm. Of that, 79% um, of respondents are white. Um, identified as white. So right there, and then it goes down from there, Asian or Asian Indian is 7%, Black or African American is 5%, American Indian or Alaska Native is 3%, Middle Eastern or North African is 1%, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander is 1%, and other is 1%. So it's important to understand that the census data does you know, affect this, and so yeah. the oversampling gives us good information. What's great is we have a dashboard through ETC, and that's how I was able to go in and deeper into this and have a better understanding of the different populations and their response but it is important that people understand that that is not statistically valid data right. so just calling that out for now and I'm glad you did because I when I saw that it triggered I thought we were statistically valid in our random in our random sample, that's correct. I didn't know how it would articulate down to. And that was something Ryan, yeah, Ryan Murray spoke to that as well. As we just have to understand that, and again, going forward, that will hopefully improve and increase as we move forward with population changes. So, how many? I'm sorry, are you done, Commissioner? How many um, records would we need in order to? consider it to be considered statistically valid. That's what um, the number I was trying to find here, and I know it's in the um, data. Do you have that? Thank you. There it is. 800. So we had, oh, it had to be over 800. Wow. And we had ended up with 857 households, and that's the, the um, mark that ETC established for that statistical viability. Any more questions for staff? Um, yes, uh, I know that we have the Committee on Committees that's going through and reviewing um, our current boards and commissions and structures and functions. Have any of the boards and commissions under unmistakable identity started to have conversations, whether with Dr. Muhammad or Kalina, as far as looking through 
that equity lens and not just equity to race, but ableism, culture, gender identity, to review their their ordinances, their their bylaws, as far as if, if they feel like it is sufficient or if there needs to be some amendments done to ensure that representation of underrepresented or underserved communities are part of those boards? I don't have an answer to that. I have not been involved in that I know you haven't. That was an unmistakable identity team question, so <laughs> anyone feel free to answer. And Derek Rogers, Director of uh, Parks and Recreation. Um, so we have two boards, the Parks and Rec Advisory Board. Um, we have delved a little bit into equity over the uh, last few years, but as it relates to the board charters, we have not. Uh, Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission, um, for the short time that we've been on that commission, I do not recall us doing that yet. I don't know if you had in the past or not, Porter. So I, I would say that answer is no, not yet. Okay. Because I know that those boards then feed into the TGT advisory board, and so just making some, calculating some thoughts for discussion, but I just didn't know if those boards had been active in reviewing their, their charters and, and ordinances as far as their governing structure or whatnot. So thank you. No other questions? We'll... Open it up for public comment. Any public comment on this item? Any public comment online? Stephen Watts. Thank you. Sorry it took me a moment to get that hand back up. You know, I got to say, as I made some notes here, let us curate the reality. I like that word, curate, whatever it means. I think I know. But let us create the reality that the bulk of folks who use the Prairie Park Nature Center are not reflected in the data. As the town moves ever so quickly forward to charging for everything, it's just around the corner, although it may have been averted for the very instant moment. At any rate, the stuff that these gentlemen are talking about is all geared towards how many outside dollars does our team bring into our town? Only people with money can go to a travel destination like Lawrence, Kansas. So once again, we are focused on a a similar group of people that seems to get all of the lion's share of talk, attention. Oh, I'm sorry. The poor people get a little bit of talk. Attention in dollars, well, that's another story when you look at the percentage of how much money is gone, this, that, and the other. But so anyway, the report that these guys are giving is all about how much revenue do, do we bring into our town. I, I, I just have, I personally, in my own existence here in Lawrence, don't see it that way. I see that we need to focus on helping each other inside the town. I don't believe it means bringing in the dollars to pay the rich people who can 
trickle down, and I'm being polite because I have some other language I can use in terms of trickling down. So anyway, very curious report. I appreciate what these guys are doing. I, I agree with it on a marginal basis. However, it is important that I'm going to say it now. You people start understanding it is people or money. It's up to you to make the choice. Thank you. Any other public comment online? No, Mayor. So it's nice to see. I'm, I'm excited that our outcome teams are utilizing the ETC data um, to go back and look at our indicators and and, and strategies. Um, that's what we want to see. How do we operationalize the data that we have in order to create those outcomes? Um, that our community wants to see. So I'm excited about that. Um, I was, I'm always excited about the ETC uh, presentations. Um, I'd like to see it kind of taken a little deeper. I know that the dashboard that um, ETC has can probably take it deeper, and I've spoken to um, the gentleman about that. I know what that said, so I know, it can, I know we can do it. When I see numbers like 75% and it's in an aggregate, um, that is a good incremental start for us. Um, one of the things that when I see that number, what that number doesn't tell me is what does that look like as it relates to gender, gender identity, age, because we know the population of our community. So we know that we are a, um, a more aged population than we are in the younger. And so as we look at um, how we identify events and activities, um, whether they're cultural, whether they're um, conventions and things of that nature. How do we start cross-referencing that as to events that are family-focused, uh, events that are youth-focused, events that are um, within the cultures? Because I think we know who mostly takes these surveys, and I don't want us to get too wrapped up in that and we get this binary tunnel vision thought about how we need to um, put together our strategy. So while I'm great to see that we need to be intentional about specifying strategies for different groups, um, we need to make sure that in those groups we're thinking about gender identity, age as well. And so I, I, I know that this team is capable of doing that and so I look forward to, to that happening. Um, you know, I, I slightly agree. I, I disagree with Mr. Watts' session of, of focusing on money and not people. Um, most of the events that we do in the community um, are geared towards the people. They are centered here, Busker Fest, um, whether it's um, the Old Fashioned Christmas Parade, Juneteenth, Pride. Those things are centered for our community with the goal and intent that we can pull people regionally to come here. Um, our, our Explore Lawrence, um, our CVB, they just don't look at it from a visitor standpoint or a convention standpoint. They look at it from a day trip, a staycation. So I, I think what we are seeing here is the blossoming of what this unmistakable out, uh, identity outcome team um, is capable of doing with all the different um, subgroups that, that within our 
within different culture sets that we can um, that we can really tap into to, to elevate a lot of the activities and um, that we're seeing um, locally with through the art center, our museums, the theater, and our entertainment district, as well as um, things that are sponsored by the city. But yes, I do agree. We do need to do a better job of of telling our story and sharing with the community, not that we're giving money to these events and to organizations that we are, at, that it's not even, I'm only saying to allocate or appropriate, that we are supporting. Um, I don't like the tone of we, we give money as if um, our community is beholden to us. Um, it is their dollars and we're stewards of that. And so we are trying to be good stewards to ensure that all who are, who are represented in our community have that access. So. Um, this is promising. This is, I think we we have some ways to go, of course, but that's with everything. But I, I like what this team is bringing in front of us, and they're challenging themselves in that capacity. You have a discussion on this? Um, I, I would only say good, thank you for the report, and, and I guess we haven't said it publicly, but Porter, congratulations on moving over to um, the new position, I think that's a great move. And I was on the hiring committee a long time ago when we hired you on the, as not, you know, um, when you hired you as the director of arts and culture. And I know you're very, your background is in that and um, you're great in that position. So I'm glad to kind of have you back in that similar position. So look forward to your work you can do in helping us achieve these goals. I concur. I'm looking forward to great things from you, Porter. Thank Continued you. great things. <laughs> I want to thank staff for the work they're continuing to put into this and their focus on our strategic plan. We continue to stay very focused. I very much appreciate that. And, and I would agree with Commissioner Selders that we do focus on people that are community members when we are working with the taxpayer dollars. And um, I just believe we're, we're people focused on that. Mayor, could I uh, just thank Steve for a minute while he's still there? Um, uh, uh, not technically a, a city organization, but one of our great partners, and and uh, really grabbed a hold and tried to understand what our strategic plan was and make it work for his organization. And I, uh, whether he likes it or not, hold him up as an example to people who ask me, "Hey, what does this mean? I don't even quite understand." Um, yeah, you you can you can really. Um, uh, make this yours and, and, and be part of it. And I just really appreciate you. All right. Nothing else on this. We can move on to commission items. Anybody have any commission items? I've got one. Um, a while back, um, I believe it was in 2021, we had asked staff to look into possibly doing a land acknowledgement for Native American land. And I would like to get an update on that from staff, see where we're at with that. Anything else? Any other commission items? Not, we will move on to the city manager's report. Thank you, Mayor. Um, a wide variety of updates here. Um, first of all, uh, we did receive a, um, 
a project update regarding the Njijie Wahobe um, project, and um, it is continuing to move along with a lot of um, activity both here and in Council Grove. So um, that was exciting to report. Um, the uh, this is a fo follow-up item on the uh, safe and secure team related to um, review of ordinances for um, for items um, uh, that are in our ordinances um, to review kind of for minor offenses and what could be eliminated that work was done maybe a couple of years ago the recent Vera report that was uh, that we were given a copy of is something that could uh, stimulate that again we both um, both of the two champions for that area are interested in, in taking that conversation back up again and we'll be doing that review um, exciting news to renew our ISO 1, our very highest uh, um, ISO rating, insurance services office rating, which does impact insurance rates for um, people and property owners in our community. So um, that's a that's a was an exciting renewal, um, not a surprise, but important and not something that most cities can say. Um, with that, I'll. Happy to answer any other questions. Any questions for Craig? Craig, with the update from the safe and secure team, it sits here. It, it's noted that the topic should come up again in the next six months. Is the idea that we will have an update on this matter from the safe and secure team prior to August? Don't run. Don't stretch your hammy. Um, we just have the Bureau report back, um, and so we're going to do a little deep dive into that, their recommendations, um, looking at some of the data that's in it, and that will include uh, some of the previous work. I don't, we want to give ourselves, like, under promise and over deliver, so we think we can get it done within six months, so hopefully we can get it done before then. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Any other questions? not we'll open it up for public comment any public comment on this item any public comment online Stephen Watts hi hopefully audio is functioning you know once upon a time I was on an airplane and I saw a guy reading a book it had this title hope is not a strategy Woo! that was very poignant for me and I've stuck with that thought. You know, if you read the book, it's all about salespeople and salespeople hoping that they're going to make the sale. But I was expanding it to something larger in my own personal life. Yeah. You know, this safe and secure stuff with the police. For our town of Lawrence, Kansas. Nazi dressed troops and battle fatigues complete with one weapon after another driving around in quasi half tracks about the streets of Lawrence, Kansas, unable to answer requests for help with parking problems in neighborhoods because there are too many enemy troops rolling around the streets that require these junior G.I. Joes. Fine. Thank you. Any other public comment on this item? 
bring it back to commission. That's it for this. We'll move on to the calendar. Any calendar items we need to add or note? Not. Um, we can move on to our last item. Permit. Motion. Move to adjourn. Got a second. second. Got a first and a second. All in favor, aye. 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 Passes 5 0. Mm-hmm.